everyone. Welcome to the East Cowers podcast. My name is Livia Sharma and I'm a senior at Wheeler High School. As a part of the magnet program, we're required to take internship and research one semester and as a part of the process, we apply to companies around East Cobb. This semester, I interned with the East Cobber and today joining me is my mentor, Cynthia Razo. Thank you so much, Razo, for joining us today. Sure. Razo, tell us about the East Cobber. Well, the East Cobber started out in 1993 as a community magazine. I was living in East Cobb and I could never find information on this new community that I had moved into. So I pulled together information on the clubs, the schools, and the good people that live in our community. And I decided to publish it monthly and to make it available free. Why did you want to make it free? What was the desire to make sure that this was something that was available to everybody? Well, I had um, Creative Loafing was a mag, well, I guess a, a weekly publication down in Atlanta. And I always used it when I lived, first moved to Atlanta. And I thought it was such a great resource to have to figure out what was going on in Atlanta and a way for you know, get ideas on what to do that weekend or opportunities to get involved in Atlanta. And so I kind of took their model, but I just applied it to the suburb of East Cobb. In the beginning, when you were building this publication, were there any hardships or was there anything that discouraged you? Well, I started publishing the East Cobber in 1993, and the biggest hardship was taking that first step and getting out to sell advertising to local businesses because I never had to sell before. I did marketing, which was more of a writing and writing press releases, writing articles to promote um, the, the company that I was working for. But sales was a big challenge, but I figured I had to get off the couch and get in the trenches and figure it out. Were you someone who was afraid to go out, you know, and advertise. I think when I think of myself, I'm a very introverted person naturally. And so Mm -hmm. taking pictures for the East Cobber and asking people to pose, you know, for Instagram posts is always a little intimidating for me. But were you ever a little, you know, were you hesitant to go out and sell ads? Was that something that you were scared to do or you knew that this was something you had to do? (laughs) Um, Like I said, I, I can recall myself just being kind of frozen in fear, quite frankly. But again, I had nobody else working for me and there was no one else to do it but me. Mm -hmm. So I had to just dive in. I did ask um, some, you know, friends, sisters or relatives were in sales and I remember calling them up and asking for advice, like, how do you do this? And they gave me some advice and encouragement. And again, I said, I really wanted this community magazine to happen and so again I just had to get out there and pound the pavement and the more you do it the easier it gets right absolutely and Mm -hmm. after all these years I mean the publication has been around for about 27 years 27 years and so what keeps you motivated to know that I'm using my talents of promoting the local groups here people's achievements um, to the East Cobb community They inspire me. All the stories, all the emails I get from the proud parents and also the local clubs that are trying to do good in the community. It inspires me, but it also motivates me. Absolutely. And 
throughout this, I'm sure you've had a lot of support from family and friends. Who is that biggest source of support? Um, I know that you mentioned your husband was uh, someone who was able to do that. Um, and so was he someone that's stuck by you this entire time? Yes, I have to give my, my husband um, credit for encouraging me, supporting me to launch the magazine. And then when I had three kids, he was there to, you know, let, let's say change their diaper, feed them if I needed to go to an evening meeting, and never complained. And he also does the financials for the East Cobber too. So he has gotten involved. Mm -hmm. Would you say that it is definitely a family-oriented business? Because I know that when I first applied, um, your brother actually helped me a lot with getting set <laughs> up. And so this is definitely something that in in includes a lot of people that are very close to you. It does. Well, I have you know, I have two sales reps, I have a graphic designer, mm -hmm. and they're moms, and of course with COVID, we're all working remotely, but I've always had that set up. Uh, and then when I need a quick question, and I don't want to impose, I also, you know, like the social media, I do have a social media manager, and my brother is very knowledgeable, mm -hmm. so it was quicker and easier for me to tap into him, right. and so that's why he helped you, so. And I noticed when I when I was actually researching the East Carver, and I noticed the team of people who kind of help with the magazine, it's all women. A lot yeah. of them are women. Was that something that was important to you to have a very uh, female-centered kind of group of people to work with, or was that something that you focused on specifically? Not really. I don't want to dis discriminate right. against men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I appreciate their talents. It's just that the type of work that um, the East Cobber requires like writing articles, that's freelance work, and there's so many intelligent women that um, were looking for part-time work, mm -hmm. and uh, or like the sales reps, they needed, you know, they were, a lot of the moms are busy managing their kids, you know, sports and social life and their academics, and when I would put out a help wanted ad for like a sales rep, it just ended up that the best fit uh, ended up just being women. And it's mm -hmm. just worked out great because they also are great reporters on what is going on in the community. Yeah, absolutely. And was there any, was there, is there anything about this job that you particularly kind of regret or is there something that you might want to kind of backtrack on and, and think about again is there anything that you specifically keep in mind about that you maybe wish you could have changed at some point for the east cover format yes i honestly thinking back about it i can't think of of anything right now i've made it so that i could contribute to my community use my professional skills make a little bit of money but also still being a mom has been so important for me right. and the East Cobber magazine has created uh, has just fit into my mom lifestyle right was there any point where you felt as if there were people who kind of you know I, I sometimes when I think of my own mom like she is very much a mother but also a working woman she holds down two jobs herself and so you know there were times where her own friends who were stay-at-home moms, they would kind of give her, you know, attitude about that, like, you know, how can you hold down a job and be a mom? Was that, did you ever face that kind of... Oh, mommy guilt? 
yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was always, there were times of having um, mom guilt, but again, because it's my business, I could control my schedule. And I know that during the day, I would uh, block out time to be with my kids. And a lot of times, I was able to work on the magazine, like writing. Mm-hmm. Um, could be done in the evening or, right. or working with my graphic designer and laying it out. Mm-hmm. I will say that I did kind of miss the social, right. uh, maybe a, a lunch, you know, mm-hmm. I was working while my kids were at school mm-hmm. um, or I never joined a tennis team, you know, because that's yeah. very popular, but that's okay, I'm not good at tennis. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> um, my social, I was, I was able to socialize a lot with um, fellow business owners, and yeah. so I guess I filled the gap there. But the moms, did I feel any resentment, or were they ever snide uh, to me about working um, in the East Cover? I, I don't think I got that. Actually, I think I got a little bit more interest because they, were, mm-hmm. they wanted to share what their kids were doing, or they were asking me what's going on with the local government, and I kind of knew a little bit more than they did. Right. So. Yeah, and with publishing, it you know it can be a fairly male-dominated atmosphere at times. Did you ever feel as if there was kind of a? Um, did you ever feel as if you being you know this independent woman starting your own business, being your own boss, was that ever something that did that ever intimidate you, or did you ever feel like you were the only one um, at any point? Hmm, that's a good point. When I'd go to the Cobb Chamber meetings, right. Of course, a lot of the business owners were men. Uh, actually, when I joined the Rotary Club many years ago, it was mostly men. Uh, so maybe there are just a few women in there. But I think that's really shifted. I think there are a lot of women business owners now. Yeah. And, and you don't have to be a full-time business owner. Yeah, you can absolutely. be part-time. Uh, part-time business owner and still uh, you know have a schedule for your kids and manage you know all the responsibilities of that I will say at the beginning I remember and maybe it was because I was young I was in my you know 30s when I first mm-hmm. started the East Cover was when I had to collect money mm-hmm. for paying for an ad and if it was a male business owner mm-hmm. they didn't take me seriously Oh my God. So I had to get some thick skin yeah. about um, overcoming, again, my fear of asking for money. That's right. the lifeblood of my business. Mm-hmm. So I had to take it seriously, and I, I had to step up yeah. and be assertive, mm-hmm. look them in the eye, and let them know they owed me money. Right. And they weren't going to like blow me off yeah. and not pay. Is, is that one of so. the things that you definitely learned about yourself? Was that something you – I mean – I, I'm like when I think of just like sometimes um, I don't know I guess doing this position definitely pulled me out of my comfort zone for sure um, it was definitely something that I never now I didn't think I'd ever see myself working at a uh, at a you know at the East Cobber and being a part of this company and do you think that was definitely a moment of growth for you and and you know personal growth was that something that you Really realize? Well, you realize it after you do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it was always, how badly do you want this? How right. serious am I about this business? Mm-hmm. And it's something that you don't really talk about. It's interesting that you're bringing this up. Um, but when you get through it, mm-hmm. and I've, like you, you say, I got out of my comfort zone. Right. I, I don't like conflict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really felt it was important to, again, like let's say, collect the money. Absolutely. Um, 
then when I actually did it and they responded and they gave me the money, then yeah, it gave me a lot of courage and um, and a sense of accomplishment and kind of like, okay, I can do that. All right, yeah. next, let's go. Let's go to the next right. obstacle. I think I can handle it. But m- for the most part, again, this, you know, East Cobb is such a great place to work in. So many nice, mm-hmm. you know, residents and business owners and people are willing to help me that those obstacles were few and far between. But when they do happen, right, I I had to make a choice on how I was going to deal with it. Right. So again, when I get out of my comfort zone, I actually... Um, yeah. learn how to do something that I didn't think I had, you know, the aptitude for, the courage for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels good. That's yeah, great. so it's definitely a, um, a personal growth yeah. experience. Yeah. And so seeing how much, you know, how far this company has come with a magazine, a weekly newsletter, and now a podcast, mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to add? Because with the magazine, it, it focuses a lot on, like, lifestyle, um, places to go visit during holidays, um, local businesses to try out. Is there anything else you're looking to add or is there anything you want to venture into um, to kind of incorporate mm-hmm. into the magazine? Well, the magazine was always limited with pages, you know, because of the money. Right. But now with a podcast and also COVID, I've had to rethink mm-hmm. what the East Cobber is doing right. and how can I still serve the community. Yeah. And one of those ideas is, I mean, using this or learning about podcasting is how how can I provide more information to East Cobb residents mm-hmm. about again the politicians the government I have always been civic oriented um, and and also oh, it's a, like another format another way that East Cobb residents can get to know what's going on or who's who in in East Cobb and again more of an opportunity to inform and inspire um, people. So what do you hope to see in the future for this company in the next 10 years? Where do you see the East Cobber? Well I used to be able to plan out my future personally and you know professionally as far as the business goes but I have to admit that the COVID pandemic has really made it difficult Mm -hmm. to plan Mm -hmm. Um, so 10 years is a long time Um, I would just go into the next few months Um, and so it is I'm really um, getting into the swing of things with this podcasting right I think it's a great platform to provide more information um, to people so expanding my I guess what do they call it a footprint in social media I do have my Facebook page and the Instagram account and the Twitter account Mm -hmm. I always think of course there's the magazine um, but just being a creative person there's always so many opportunities and it's just a matter of my time and money and what I can do did you have any other aspirations aside from publishing, kind of venturing into new areas other than the East Carver? I always have ideas on new businesses, um, and I guess one is I actually in 2008 I started publishing a West Carver, but that was hard to produce because, well, 2008 ended up not being a good year for the economy. But also, too, my kids were still young, and I had to juggle my home life with a second publication. So that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But what do I hold for the future? I don't know. 
this podcast thing is um, really exciting to me. Uh, Oh, more travel writing. I think I'd like to do more travel writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, if I could tie it into the East Cobber, it would be providing um, East Cobbers with this information on, you know, what I like, you know, as far as travel writing goes. But that's that's really all I can think of. I have to get my kids through college right now. Right. <laughs> so my time is, I, I'm not 100% free just yet right. on what I want to do. But I guess those are the two things, travel writing and more podcasting. So throughout this whole journey, what has been the biggest lesson that you have learned so far? The biggest lesson I've learned um, about running a business is to keep my nose to the grindstone, pay attention to the details, and everything works out in the end. Uh, I guess there's not just one big lesson. So I keep learning something every day about people, about my business, or I realize um, I'm developing a new professional skill. Mm -hmm, For sure. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend this job to people? Would I recommend it? Yes. Sure. I mean, it's. I'd absolutely recommend this job to to people, especially when it's your own business. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur provides more control of your life financially and personally. Mm-hmm. Which is always nice to be in control of your own life and not really be dependent on anybody that must have a lot of. Yeah, like you're seeing it. a magazine, right. but really, what I really feel it is, it's a business that. Uh, I created. Yeah. So everybody has a good idea in them, and it's a matter of having the courage to step out and just give it a try. Right. Just and there's when you step out and you you have this idea and you have thought it through. You know you've researched it, which is what I did. But really, it's that act of of stepping out, getting out of your comfort zone. Right. People, it's been amazing for the past 27 years how people step into my life and help me with whatever the, you know, whatever the task is at hand. I'm just trying to think of all the different people that I've met along the way and like if I had a question on, you know, how do I do sales? Then I, you know, I put it out there in the universe. It's going to sound mystical. But, you know, then, you know, I say something to uh, an ex-co-worker and they'll say, oh, my sister did this. Oh, you could give her a call. Or I mentioned something to uh, a a friend at Bunko back in the day when people, women played Bunko. And I'd say something about maybe I had a challenge and they would know somebody. And then, you know, give them a call. And so many people are out there. Uh, willing to help you if you just ask. Right. That's a big lesson for me. And so is that the would that, is that the advice that you would give to someone who has similar aspirations, you know, just to get out there and like, you know, just do it and, and try it out and not be afraid to, to fail. To fail. That's a big word. Don't right. be afraid to fail and don't overthink it. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that will just freeze you. For sure. I remember I mean I think that that I think that applies in every you know aspect of your life whether it's Mm -hmm. with starting your own company or applying to a job Mm -hmm. or even in school that was something that I know my teachers would always tell me it's like don't be afraid to work hard and to you know and it's okay if you do come across those those failures at every point in your life right it's a failure yeah I think you can work hard 
but you could work hard at spinning in circles and, yeah. and or working hard at thinking about your, your new business idea. Right. But actually, once you take action and you're willing to uh, risk failure, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I hope you have people around you that are saying, it's okay. I always, I'm always telling my kids, don't worry if, right. if it doesn't work out. Yeah. People, I think, really appreciate it if you just even try. They can see you're trying. Yeah. And there's... I would say most people are open to um, giving you, a, you know, to listening to your idea and, and seeing if it works for them yeah, and, and ultimately ending up doing business with you. Was there, any, was there any person in your life or people in your life that you felt maybe were not like that, who were not positive, where you felt as if maybe... Along the way? Yes. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's a, the business owner who says no to me or they don't get right. my idea of the East Cover. But that's okay. It's okay. There's more people that are going to say yes to me. I guess yeah. I got used to it. You have to get used to the no's and know that a yes is uh, could be the next person you meet. Right. So Absolutely. it's okay. Is there anything you want people to know specifically about the East Carver? Um, you know, is, is there anything that you really want people to take away about, you know, there's anything that they should know? <laughs> what would be that one thing? What do people want to know? Okay. I, I'm not sure what people want to know about the East Carver, but I will say that... I feel good about publishing for 27 years now. Can't even think again when I think about the number. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting old. It's okay. And I feel very fortunate that I've been able to balance my work with being a mom. That was very important to me, right. managing um, the three kids and giving them attention and making them, you know, letting them know that I was there for them. They were my priority. Right. But um, also. Having this business has also contributed to the household income, which feels good. Yeah. And then I have to say there's so many intelligent, inspiring people in East Cobb. So it's been a fun ride working with and, uh, you know, reporting on all these East Cobbers. Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Razo, for sitting down with me today. I greatly appreciate your time. Shout out to Wheeler High School for letting us use the facilities to host this podcast. Make sure to check out our podcast on eastcover.com to never miss an episode.